You're welcome on in. Kenswell Boxing, Ireland's only boxing podcast. I'm Al Rich, and you'll find all our episodes, new and old, www.enswellboxingpodcast.com. You can WhatsApp us, 083351-5250, and of course you'll find us on all the social media platforms. You're welcome on in indeed, and I hope this episode finds you all as safe and as sane as humanly possible. It's incredible to see the way every one of you are dealing with the trials and tribulations that each day is bringing. And for the most part, everybody's doing okay. We're all helping each other, be it from a distance, but it's doing well, we're going well, and it won't be long before we're looking back at it all together, smiling, patting ourselves on the back, and one more reason to have a party and say, yeah, we beat that. Today's episode is called Mind Matters, and my guest, Paddy Marr, is a hypnotherapist who works with a huge variety of people that need assistance on a daily basis for fears, phobias, habits, addictions and more. He works with teams, sportsmen, sportswomen. I've known Paddy pretty much all my life, from school all the way along, GA club in Moorfield, just soccer clubs and a lot more. He grew up in a garrison town of the Curra on the edge of County Kildare. And he joins me today as a, to speak on how we can help ourselves deal with the stress and strains and anxiety and everything else that may come on a daily basis brought upon by COVID-19 and maybe more. It's broken into five different sections where at the beginning he'll introduce himself and he'll talk a little bit about what he's done and how he's doing it. Then he'll explain the process. He'll introduce the hypnos- hypnosis and talk how it's done. And the four, part four then there's some tips and advice on things that we can do on a daily basis to help ourselves get through when we're feeling a little bit anxious or stressed. And at the end then, he'll talk about a few examples of in the sporting world where sports psychology and hypnosis and mind, the healthy mind and and training the mind has reaped the rewards and benefits for those who use it at optimum level. At the very end, I'll give you Paddy's contact details and information on how you can get in touch with him. And feel free to get in touch with any suggestions or advice or other topics we could cover. It's incredible, you know what I mean? And that's what's needed. Like, you're not going to open up to somebody and work with somebody unless you actually feel comfortable in that in that space with them. And you're not going to feel judged. And you're able to actually talk. Like, as a therapist, you're looking to talk about the inner thoughts, the back thoughts, the thoughts in the back of somebody's head. That that sometimes, the, you know, when people say, "Are people in denial?" They're not necessarily in denial. It's it. The, they don't, they're not aware of the thoughts that are, that are causing them the problem. Is it fair to say it's a very Irish coping mechanism is not to try not to think about it, to push it away, push yeah, it away? I, I have a massive gripe with say, the educational system in Ireland. Not only in Ireland, but in the world. Like, I mean, we're not teaching people anything about emotion. Everyone shouts to the, the rooftops about mental health and mental health issues and concerns, but we're not actually teaching people, young people, get them young to, to understand that you're going to get sad you're going to get angry, you're going to get upset, you're going to get pissed off, you're going to get scared. And it's okay. You know, and but but here's here's tools and exercises to manage them. And to be able to see them when they're coming, to be able to know when you wake up in the morning and you get that little little known yeah. feeling, oh this is what's yeah. it, what it is and this is how I'm gonna counter it. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know if you read Owen Larkin's book. For someone like Owen Larkin, who's who's won numerous All Ireland medals with Kenny you know, for him to talk about mental health, I think it's great when people are are, are talking about it because it it, it it puts the reality in it that we've all got a brain, we've all got a mind that thinks, and if we think badly about ourselves or our situation, 
were going to be part of it. What really struck me about the listening to him was he turned around, like obviously he's had loads of psychotherapy and counselling and, and things like that. He talks about that in his book. But he, what was really interesting is the one major thing that he got from therapy was if he was feeling bad, now I know it sounds very basic, right? but if he's feeling bad, he has that, like, he stops and he says, well, why the fuck am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling pissed off? And if you ask yourself, well, why, what, what's going on? What, well, where have I been? What, is it? What, is it? what have I been feeling? Uh, you know, what have I been thinking? What kind of stresses are I under? What, I'm, what demands are uh, around me? And straight away then, I can say, yeah, you can almost become your own therapist then if you have the skills. Yeah, yeah, you can. And and to be able to, even the simple things like, as you did for me back not that long ago, was just a couple of recordings to be able to put them in your ear at night, yeah. go to bed. You're just amazing the simple oh, yeah. things people can do to help themselves. A lot of people think hypnotherapy is something outside of themselves. You know, that's that's all the stage show bullshit that's gone down through the years where you, you, you have these, and if, 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 if I'm being absolutely honest, people with, with, with poor egos, they're just trying to tell everybody how great they are and all the rest of that. And it frightens people because then it looks like people can be controlled and all this magic that happens scares the life out of people because we are going to be afraid of, of things that, that we're not sure of. And, and that's, that's a survival mechanism. If somebody wants to come to you and say they're, 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 they're aware of issues that they're, and they'd like to try and address them and they want to try and improve. The first thing I, I would do with somebody, Bella, is, is I would explain what hypnotherapy is all about. And see, this is the big thing that, that down through the years, the, the, there's been too many misconceptions when it comes to hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is very similar to meditation in regards to it's relaxing the mind. It's, it's, the, it's looking into the unconscious part of the mind. The, the behaviors that kind of um, um, happen without us even realizing it, the habits, the emotional part of us, that, that, that see, because of, we, we've got the conscious part of the mind, we've got the subconscious. The conscious part of the mind will do, will, will work off the everyday stuff that we're doing. You know, if we knew at the moment we're concentrating on just chatting to each other and, and working things out and what's happened here now, the subconscious is, well, okay, what happened last week? What happened the week before? What did I learn? The programming in the mind. So what I do is, first of all, I, I generally send people an email explaining what hypnotherapy is and, and what's going to happen to you because a lot of people think you're going to be asleep but you're not hypnotherapy hypnosis you couldn't be any further away from sleep if you try because what you're doing is you're opening up the subconscious the, the, the strongest part of the brain you know the, you're accessing the part of the brain that controls the emotions the habits the beliefs the you know and, and, and again that that frightens people because they think you're, you're going to you know explain all their deepest, darkest secrets. They're not. You're very aware of what you're doing. If anything, you're more aware. And um, you're not gonna you're not gonna disclose anything that you wouldn't normally disclose. But again, when people see people up on stage shows and stuff like that, jumping around the place, they think that, you know, that's gonna happen to them and you you wouldn't believe the amount of times people say to me, um, when they find out that you're a hypnotherapist, oh you're gonna make you jump around like a chicken. No. You're here no. because you do that anyway, so we're, I'm trying to stop yeah. you from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like the people that know me, I used to a bit of fun, but I'm highly professional, as you know, mm-hmm. as well. Like, I mean, when I'm doing something, I'm doing something 100%. If I'm working with somebody, I'm working with them. I'm not standing over them teaching anything. I'm not telling them to do anything. 
It's about working with the, like, so the answers are inside people. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie um, Inside Out for the kids, the cartoon. There's a movie that I would recommend everybody watches with their kids. It explains how the mind works. The mind is the control panel that uh, looks at, you know, your anger. It helps you understand the emotions like mm. fear and, and sadness and joy and, you know, uh, disgust. And, well, like we've all, everybody's individual. That's what I love about my job everybody's individual and if you don't want to bring that attitude to people you're on a you're on a losing curve straight away you have to understand that everybody's different like you think of it even in relation to sport like you'll have some boxers that have to manage their anger whereas others have to get a little bit more intense you have other people who might be afraid and then well, you, you, then you have like, you might have other people who are too impetuous and they'll get themselves into trouble Do you know so like it balance is required like so that'd be the first step, Paddy. You would uh, you'd explain the hypnosis process, the, the therapy, and how it goes. What would you do next? Well, you do an assessment. Then you assess what's happening. To me, that's the personal approach. And certain things can be done with, with scripts. So you can do general stuff with different scripts. You know, because we, we are very suggestible. A lot of people say we're not. But like you think about it, even in Ireland, how many people support Man United? How many people support yeah. Liverpool? We're living in Ireland. And those clubs are, are, are in England. And we all know the history between Ireland and England. But we all are supporting clubs. And you're thinking, oh, I know I support a, a, a club in England because my father did. You know, so I've I learned from my father. So everybody's individual. So you do an assessment. And I suppose like, you'd want to know, well, why are you coming here? What, what, like, I'd be a big, like when I go walking with people, Everybody froze, but he was nice and relaxed. He had his routine, he stuck to his routine. 
you know, and if you watch him, his kickouts are nearly the very same as, as what he did that day. Nothing changes. He kicks out his spot and he just runs up and he kicks straight through it. He is not thinking. Like, sports psychology and, and sports hypnosis is all about helping people get into the zone. Into the zone, into that frame of mind that, that is going to help you work to the, your maximum best. And, and a lot of people call it, say, well, they call it getting into the zone. There's personal excellence. There's loads of it. Getting into the flow. You know the flow state that people talk about. Yeah. It's it, it's the state of mind that you get into where you don't even you just zone you zone everything out. It's like putting blinkers on a horse. You're focused on your job and your job only. Because you think about it now, if the close is running up to that ball thinking, Oh fucking hell, there's millions watching this. Not only like there's loads of people people in Dublin wanting me to get this over and then the rest like the rest of the country wants me to fuck it up. What would have happened? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, or if, if, if the other things that happen, like a lot of people think it's all negative. No, but the, if he was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be the hero here. Yeah. I'm going to kick this over and I'm going to win. He's getting distracted. And then he could make a mistake then as well because he's overdoing it. So having that frame of mind to be just smooth and calm and comfortable and just put that ball there and he's focused, I guarantee you, he was more focused than anybody in the whole place. And he just, he stuck to his routine. Like any free taker needs to remember that your mind is the most important thing that you have. Um, Dr. Steve Peters there, that, that worked with Liverpool there for a couple of years. And, and by the way, he had a huge impact in relation to the attitude of Liverpool. You know, and, and, and we all know what Liverpool are doing now at the moment. They're fantastic mentally. Yeah. They're unbelievable. Because they're, they're understanding the power of the mind. Uh, he would have worked with uh, yeah, Ronnie O'Sullivan. And Ronnie O'Sullivan was nearly giving up the game. And what did Dr. Steve Peters do? He went in there working with him and helped him understand why he loved the game. Motivation. What do you want to do? And give him little targets and goals. And, and, and so who doesn't love, who doesn't like watching Ronnie O'Sullivan playing snooker? He earned his money with Ronnie O'Sullivan. It's an interesting read, actually. It's a book called uh, The Tin Paradox. Incredible book. Did you read it? It's brilliant. It's, I listened to it with an audio book. Incredible. Yeah. You're you're spot yeah. on. No, absolutely. And most people love that. Guys in particular, it simplifies things. The male species are a little <laughs> bit, you know, more, we, we, we're a lot, we like things a lot more simplified. And it, it's a really good reading in regards to, like, we, we all have that sensitive part of the mind, the human part of the mind that, that knows what's right and wrong. You know, when people say, you know, you're going up there and people are nervous about a final and, and you hear people saying things like, ah, oh, sure, it's only another game or stuff like that. Like, you know that. You know, then we have the computer part of the mind, the long-term memory, which I would kind of put as the subconscious. The long-term memory was, okay, hang on a second, but we, 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 we lost a couple. Like, there's, like we all talked, I was only looking at the Miko documentary not so long ago, and he, and he was saying that the, the losing dressing room is the worst place to be, and we all know that. It's a horrible place to be, and it needs to be, because, you know, when you hear people saying, right, okay, you know what it's like to lose. If you, like, you know what it's like to lose, well, then you need to actually fucking put in the effort mm-hmm. to win. And remember that feeling then when you lost as well. Exactly, because that's what's going to drive you. Like motivation, and I'll, I'll talk about motivation in a minute, but motivation isn't all about the, the lovely flowery fields and stuff, and everything's going to be brilliant when you do this and that. Motivation is also about fucking shit. If you don't put the work in, you're not going to get what you want to out of it. It's as simple as that. But Steve Peters and the, the chimp, the chimp part of it is really interesting where he gets you to maybe name your, your own chimp, but he, he classes the emotions as the chimp. And the mistake a lot of us make, 
and a lot of people make, and especially in relation to say anxiety or fear or worries and and feelings that are that are causing us difficulties. The mistake that we make is we try to control them. You know, like we're, yeah. we're, we're, I know I would have spoke to you about this before, where you know if you're thinking, okay, I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling really shit about what's going on for me now, right? And uh, but I don't want to feel like this. I, I I want to stop feeling like this. And next minute, that that's how addictions happen. Where right. I, I want to take away this feeling. And next minute, I get a painkiller and or I get a relaxer. Or all those feelings are gone. And whereas we 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 forget the hang on a second. We do have the mech. If we've created this, we've the mechanisms to be able to manage it. And so the chimp, the wild chimp inside it, we can't control our emotions. And what I love about Steve Peters' pieces, and I suppose most psychologists or psychotherapists would have learned this as well, And but, but, but the ordinary person needs to learn these things, that stop and say, well, okay, I'm feeling a certain way, and that's okay. What do I need to do to, to feel better or feel in a, in a better way? And that's where experience comes in. You know, and, and the, the, the word of chimp needs to be managed Emotions need to be managed. It's very hard to control. I don't. I haven't met anybody that can control their emotions. I think you can be comfortable with them, can't you? Rather than control them, there's a yeah, difference, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I love that cartoon, that Inside Out, and I'd recommend anybody to watch it. I'm gonna. I have it written down here now. I'm gonna actually watch that. I'm gonna... Yeah, and I'd love. I'd love to see see them write other ones about other situations and other scenarios and stuff like that. And if, if we're having a, a really bad experience right now, you think about what's going on in the world now with the coronavirus and stuff like that, and um, where people are being asked to do certain things that they're not used to. You know, so all the things that, that we recommend for good mental health in relation to, in relation to habits, in relation to behaviours, uh, in relation to having purpose, all of a sudden now there's a lot of people walking around who don't know what to fucking do with themselves. You know, they're, 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 they're the flu patterns all over the place. It's, it's almost like a holiday, but it's not a holiday. And all that can lend to really, you know, negative coping mechanisms. The thing Steve Peters highlighted in that, and let me just say from my from my own point of view, that it, it improved my life and my mind immensely from reading it and listening to it. And actually, I'm going to, I've just made a note, I'm going to listen to it again. Yeah. I, I can tell you my chimp went to uni. He didn't just go to school. He went to fucking Trinity College after I was done because this he was completely unruly. In these days and weeks, as you as you rightly saw, and I think this is a brilliant way of, of, of segueing into it, it it's, it's like the never-ending Christmas holiday. You know, I was I was going around the other day and smiling to myself, singing, I wish it could be Christmas every day because this is what it is. Do you want to talk a little bit about the anxiety, the stress, and, and I suppose being a social animal that we are, we do lack and we do suffer when we don't have the social interaction and that. So, so a few little mechanisms that you might suggest that people would help people cope. Yeah, like I mean, I suppose the the, the one thing that I I'd say like the, when 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 people are in shock or or something happens out of the ordinary, the mind can actually go a little bit blank, you know. And again, I know I'm generalising, but in general, we sometimes forget that we first of all we have the ability to do something different. We we have the ability to change. We don't like change because obviously the subconscious likes a certain way uh, of working. Again, just a small example before I go into that a little bit more. Would be, say, for argument's sake, if you change your kettle at home in the kitchen, or if you if you change, even do it at home, fellow, just for the crack. If you do this, if you change, say, where your underwear drawer is and put it into another underwear drawer, I guarantee you, for the next two or three weeks, you will go back to that drawer nearly every day. Because our mind is, it works that way. So 
first of all, is to acknowledge there's, there's a big change happening. We're all been asked. Now, there's something nice in that, though, as well, that they are all in the same boat. It's a horrible thing that's going on, and, uh, and uh, you know, but I suppose there's a lot of people afraid. Acknowledge that. Because there is a purpose to fear, Bella. Like, there's a purpose to every emotion. Like, fear is there to keep you safe. Fear is there. Now, sometimes the mind can get fear wrong, and that's why that's how fears and phobias and anxiety can, can develop. But to write them down, what are you actually saying? Is it true? Like, a lot of people, you know, think that they're going to get the, the, the virus. Is that true? Write it down. Am I going to get the virus? I might, but I, but I might not. You know, like, rationalizing your thoughts is a really good way of actually starting to actually kind of calm the emotions down a little bit. Because sometimes it, it's those thoughts that I was talking to you there about in the back of the mind. Because there are certain thoughts that are creating these feelings. And I, 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 I've come up to, with a lot of people and I, I'd ask them, well, why are you feeling that way? I said, I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. So you have to help people work out why they're feeling a certain way. Um, you could be worried about parents. You know, that my parents could get, yeah, but have they got it now? If the answer is no, okay, they don't have it now. Are they doing everything? You know, so questioning things is good. Do you know, like, we've, we've nearly been brought up in Ireland not to question these things. I've yeah. been done with it. What the fuck? What do you mean you're talking? You know, and, and, and it's nearly a running joke. And it's actually, for, for me, it's one of the reasons why I got into this. But I grew up in an area where you just fucking got on with it. Mm. You just get on with it. Kids yeah. should be seen and not heard sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if anything, I've come to understand. It's the opposite. If a child has a question about yeah. what they're hearing, and if they've heard something on the news, or they've heard adults, like, we're not, like, adults are probably making a mistake of talking about the virus around kids and stuff like that. And if, if a child answers your question, obviously you have to be bearing in mind what age they're at. But talk to them at their level. Mm. If somebody's saying, what's the virus and what do I have to do? Like, see what the own kids were that they have to do things now that um, they don't really want to be doing. They don't understand it. You know, and they're getting pissed off. But then they're, they're taking guidance from, from the parents and, and, you know, okay, they might be a little girl here or there, but answering questions and explaining. They mightn't like it, but like every child appreciates hearing well, why is this the way it is? How many times have it, as your kids ask it, why? Why is the sky blue? Why is this? Why yeah. is you know, it can be very annoying, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you don't ask, if you don't answer that why, you're leaving that child with the thoughts that they have in their own head that might be completely wrong. You know, so helping kids having facts, but obviously bearing in mind the age that they're at and, and, and you know, answering the question that they, they, they're asking rather than going into other things that could create more fear. I think getting that balance right is really, really important. And not paralyzing them either with it. Like, so just, just to, yeah. just, yeah, you're 100%. And yeah. for the adults then, I suppose, the coping mechanisms, yeah. the little things they could be doing on a daily basis yeah, that just... Be, you know, mindfulness, um, and, like, and again, a lot of people make mindfulness out to be something that's really, really outside of ourselves. But where it's not, it's about just appreciating what you have right now. Yeah. You know, if it is just picking up a book and reading a book, you know, listening to a, a recording or a meditation online or, you know, um, spending time with a friend, ringing, ringing somebody you haven't talked to in ages. You know, just because they, like, I, I'm, I'm even making a decision myself just to do that, just to ring people out of the blue and say, what's the story? What's happening? 
you know the kind of people that might say Jesus is someone dead no there's not <laughs> I have never talked to Fino as much in my life <laughs> I can't get him off the phone <laughs> and like you know what it is laugh like I know it, it, it's, a, it's a hard time you know have a friend since you remember this remember have a little laugh it was something I'm seeing people having Zoom meetings and house party meetings on on the apps. Yeah. Where I I actually heard a friend of mine talking about another group of people who had um, a table quiz on a Saturday night with all the family members at the house party. Brilliant. When you think about it, the pubs in every pub in every village in Ireland is closed with no end in sight. Well, it takes something bloody amazing to do that. And, And you know what it is, Paddy? I'm not convinced it's a bad thing either. I'm not convinced it's a bad thing. I think we're starting now. Something I've had to learn from since a few years ago when I had a close accident, whatever else. And I stopped living in yesterday or tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And I started being very much, and it takes a lot of doing, but I'm now, I feel I'm equipped and I feel comfortable. I won't say I like every day, but I I have to say I didn't think I'd be coping as well as I am. But you know what it is? It's a good point because there's always... There's always a few ways of looking at things, you know, and, and if you decide the right way of thinking about something, the more rational way of thinking about it, or the more beneficial way of thinking about it for you and, and people around you, that's the key. Because like you could turn around, you know, the thing the, the bare streets and stuff like that, right? Um, the bare streets of say Dublin. I seen a video of the streets of Dublin there yeah. earlier on. It can be daunting when you see it. Yeah, and it and it is, and, and it can be very. Some people can say it's very eerie, right? Yeah. But but if, see, but 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 if you look at that in, in another way, to me that looks like now everyone's giving oh we're not doing enough to social distancing. People are doing this and people are doing that. But hang on a second, the streets are bare. Everyone's staying in. Everyone, the majority of people are doing what they've been asked to do. That's reassuring to me. So it depends what way you look at things. Like I could look at that and say, oh, Jesus, the world's fucked. Oh yeah. my God, we're, 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 we're everything. So the, how we think is really important. So there's different ways of thinking and, and that, that type of thinking will be called catastrophizing. So if you're going to catastrophize things and say, oh, sure, Jesus, that's a lot of bollocks. I'm sure, oh, sure I could never do this. And I'm sure, Jesus, uh, well, everything's fucked now. The sport is done. The popes are gone. I'm sure the world's going to end. The world war is coming. If you start thinking like that, well, then it's only that that you're going to start getting afraid, which will create anxiety. Which could even create panic attacks then. Yeah. You know, where it gets really out of control and, and the adrenaline is building in the body. You're creating it yourself. And, but if you, if you even think about how that happened and, and how that, how that actually went from just thinking about certain things into a, a full blown panic attack, well, then you can realize, hang on a second, I can actually stop this. Where can I stop it? You can stop it by dealing with the trigger which is how you've been thinking about what's going on, you know, um, and, and keeping it in the moment and relaxing. And, and, and going back to your point in relation to what, what things adults can do, it really is about just, you know, if it's something, something simple, keeping things in the day, and I know what sounds, when people are struggling, there might be still certain people listening to this and saying, oh, fuck that, keep it in the day. I'm sick of hearing people saying that. But that's mindfulness. That's that's all about the mind works that way. If you ignore how the mind works, well then you're gonna you're gonna have a problem. The mind works that way. And so if you can actually retrain concentrate on your breathing, concentrating on listening to the birds singing, concentrating on a breeze on your skin, walking, you know, talking to somebody, um, 
concentrating on colours or or just just generally how you're feeling right now. And 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 even as as, as even as you're talking to me there now, just to to be just focus, you're focusing on my my voice, you're listening to me and stuff like that, and I'm listening to you. So we're concentrating on something. So completely, I'm not thinking of me, my family or other things. I'm concentrating on talking to you. So I'm actually feeling fairly good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that you are the same. One hundred percent. And 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 they're the little things that. And and just to just to I suppose consolidate and back up what you're saying there. I've kind of yeah. apart from doing interviews all the time, where this is this is goal time for me because a lot of the fighters would be in camp or fighting, or so their their schedules are down. But I'm using that yeah. to do that, and I'm also making picking maybe one or two jobs to do around the place, just one or two every day because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. So I'm going to do one, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to finish it. I'm going to pick maybe one old fight to watch. I'm going to pick maybe a, a podcast to listen to. And like that, breaking it into small pieces rather than try to consume all consuming at once. And it, listen, it's working for me and everyone will find their way, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's a good point about the fighters as well because, you know, there's a lot of like sports, like Jay, everything's gone down, everything's different. So mentally, people are going to have to be strong now. And whatever, when people talk about mental strength and stuff like that, I don't know, like most people make the mistake of thinking, oh, that's the big aggressive fucker that, that hits you a slap or, or bust you. It's not. It's the person who's able to discipline. Yeah. And discipline is going to be, you know, the boxers are one of the most disciplined people yeah. you, you can come across. I know it would mean you would have spoken with that before, but like the discipline needed to train and get your body to a certain level is really important. Now, you know, I'm talking to GA players now and other people, you know, the practice, the name of that, you know, just because something, it, to me, this is a barrier at the moment. So there's a barrier in, in everybody's way in relation to training, in relation to performance, in relation to certain things that they want to do, in relation to camps, in relation to different training methods and stuff like that. Okay, you can't do it that way. Now you need to be able to adapt. You know, you, you might have to go old school. You might have to, you know, when you're out on your own, there's a great thing where you know, the measurement of a man is what you do in front of people. It's what you do when no one's watching. Yeah. You know, and that's the importance of that. And, and sometimes the hard, you know, the old saying, the old sayings are the best. You know, we're getting older. All these old sayings start making more and more sense. But the hardest part of training is getting your runners on or getting your boots on or getting, getting out there and going to do it. You know, um, so that's where you need that little bit of it. Sometimes you might need to give yourself a kick up the hole. Plan your day. Plan your week. You know, give yourself a chance. Right, I'm going to go and I'm going to do that type of training. Today, I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on cardio today. I'm going to work on strength tomorrow. I'm going to work on legs. Gonna, you know, having a plan is really, really important. But I, I think the, 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 the ordinary person as well can learn a lot from that as well. Have a plan. You know, maybe this is a perfect chance now to maybe pick up a new hobby or... Yeah. You know, it might might have been a book or a movie you haven't yeah. seen and you wanted to see. Um, you know, there's, there's things you could learn. Is there online courses? Well, we have to adapt now and, and change to our environment for a while. Um, and, and again, it is a bit uncertain, but keep it in the day. And we're in the perfect age for it as well because the technology that's at our hands now, that's at it, there's oh, no... Yeah. I mean, we've never been close enough. And, and this is, I suppose... It's a kind of a double-edged sword because what I've said is the technology is brilliant because it puts us in connection with the other side of the world. But yeah. the flip side of that is if we don't control it, we can lose con- connection with the person that's sitting on the couch beside us or the sitting that's living. Yeah. So it's it's that balance that we're in now. But it's not going to change either, Bella. Like, I mean, you know, like you can try, you know, resistance is futile kind of thing, you know, but like you can try, but 
it is about kind of getting the balance right and whether it's yourself or with kids and you know I suppose over the next few weeks especially we're all going to have maybe time that we probably didn't have before and like phones and technology are 100% right you do have to be very careful because it is about I've heard certain people saying I can't watch the news too much anymore and if that's you don't yeah that's me for sure for sure just keep keep on track of the basics and of you might need somebody you know in your life that if anything changes or anything you need to know let them ask them to let you know you know so and then but then there's other people who want to know the news because it's reassuring them once they know what's happening you know what I mean? So, like, again, it goes back to that kind of individual person. Everybody's different, and, but everyone's the same at the same time. Everyone's mind is the same, but it's just everybody has different, I suppose, different stuff in it. You know? Yeah, no, you're, listen, and that's my, my way of doing it is I watch a bit, I watch 15, 20 minutes of it in the evening, figure out where it's going. Is it coming to a, to a, 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 is it slowing down where it's at? And that's me then for the day. I don't want to hear about it for the rest yeah. of the day because... You can, you can, you can. Now I understand everyone has their own way of doing it, but for me, I I went down the rabbit holes in the past of conspiracy theories and all that. I enjoyed it when I was doing it, but it can be all-consuming as well, and you can lose grasp of of what's really in front of you. So for me, it's yeah. it's it's a case of just finding a reliable source, tune into it when yeah. I need to, and then tune back out again. It's control, isn't it? It's discipline. Oh, it is, it's, it's, you can get that balance between knowing what you can you can control and what you can't control. Like there's, there's certain things you can actually, you know, do for yourself, and then there's a lot of things that is way out of your control, and a lot of people can can get anxious over things that are out of our control. So what I'd be kind of asking people to do: remind yourself of what can you do, where can you go, you know, rather than like there's a hundred reasons, you know, not to do something. Yeah. Only that one or two reasons to do. I'm it. always that, saying that. That's what makes the difference yeah. between top sports guys and, and mediocre as well. It's mm-hmm. all like it, it, it's all hours and, and hours of practice. Like I mean, it, it's all research. There's another book I remember reading uh, called Bounce. I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it, but he 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 won a, um, a silver medal in table tennis for England or, or Great Britain. And you know you would laugh. It says Great Britain table tennis. Mm. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be known for table tennis medals. And he wrote a great book, but he also went and did a lot of research around the world. Around well, what he what he does is he dispels this myth around talent. He reckoned that talent is a myth. You know, you think about it. You think about somebody in your head that you think is talented. You know, and we've all had the audience. Now, don't get me wrong. Just world class people. Yeah. World class sports guys, world world class, you know, business people, and a world class of uh, all walks of life. Um, but if you were to call that person that you have in your head talented, you'd nearly be insulting them because the hours and hours and hours of practice, you know, that that person has put in to get to that level, the work rate that they've had to, to put in and and work on weaknesses, the frustrations, that I would think it's even really available. Yeah. Because we've been chatting about it, like he he didn't just wake up one day and next minute bang he was he was knocking in hundred century breaks. He was in practicing for hours and hours. Um, and for anyone who knows Ronnie's um, story, you'd know why that was almost like a sanctuary for mm. him. in in training away and, and and working away. You know, um, 
you think of anybody who's gone to the top of any other game? Well, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm prepping here for an interview with with Dorian Yates, who is who is six time Mister Olympia. I mean, that's like yeah. you're talking about the very small one percent of achieve of in in high achievers. And his work rate would, I, I was looking at some of it, I spent last night prepping for some more this morning. It, the work rate, and, and you're 100% right to say that man is talented. It's almost borderline insulting. And, and, it, and it wouldn't be coming yeah. from a bad place. Someone would say it because it's, it's oh. we use a lot of cliches, like a legend, a, 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 a talented. There's a lot of words I like, whereas with me, I like to come back a little bit and say, less is more. So if you're re- really superb or really outstanding or did really well or did good. Yeah. There's self-hypnosis that you could do, you know, where, where you could listen to self-hypnosis, like, like you said there, and you found them useful, you know, you can do, you can do particular recordings for people as well, and in particular things, and, you know, focusing on how to get into the zone, and focusing on your own personal excellence, and, or even just to be more relaxed, or more focused, or more motivated, whatever the case may be, you know, so, um, yeah, but, um, and then I, I suppose, what I'd be kind of saying to people as well is, you know, just concentrate on building your strengths. Look at the possible problems, like, I mean, that you might be having, like, you know, um, there's loads of things that you can do in the mind, Bella, like, you know, pain control and, you know, focus and anger and being able to adapt to things and being able to respond rather than react to things. If you can respond, if you can have that split second where you can actually think a little bit clearer, you know, I know there's some sports you have to react but you react with a plan. I have three examples that I have here myself. You've touched one of them there. We'll use the Cluxton one. So you've done that perfectly. So that man was in his absolute flow state, uninterrupted, unaffected, and carried it out to precision. And, and, and the result was clinical. I wanted to take a couple of different ones. I wanted to say, and they're polarizing characters. Conor McGregor is one of the most polarizing characters on the planet, as was Muhammad Ali, Sugar, Robins, Sugar yeah. Ray Robinson, people like that. Whether you like them, whether you don't like them, they are polarizing for me when he was due to fight uh, Jose Aldo and I wouldn't be a massive UFC fan I wouldn't know enough about it to be comment on it but for me what I did know about it when he was due to fight Aldo the first time Aldo was at such a peak he was in such a place that I honestly believe McGregor was he wasn't prepared he wasn't ready for it he believed he was now the way things played out in the interim there was almost a year of a gap and in that year McGregor used probably one of the best modern day examples of getting into a fella's head and the result was absolutely clean. It was incredible to see what a man of Aldo, who hadn't lost a fight for 10 years, to rush across that octagon and walk straight into what he did. Is that a classic example of the mind just at its best? Yeah, there's two things going on there. Like, I mean, but like, I mean, McGregor mapped his journey out a long, long time before that. Um, I always kind of, I actually use this example on top of McGregor to me is, 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 is a super guy. You know, he, he really is. And I know, obviously, his behavior sometimes kind of lets you down. Mm. But, like, he was so focused and he has been so focused. And, like, for any young person looking to achieve what they want, to get to the very, very top, you have to have a dream. You have to, you have to have a big ambition. Um, and, and he mapped it out. Like, I mean, I remember looking at that, that video of him when he was 17, 18, and going, I'm going to be world champion. Imagine him saying that in his hometown. I, I, I'd imagine he might have got a couple of little kind of shit up to you, yeah. there, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine somebody in your own hometown. No, hometown yeah, you're right. going to be world champion. Well, he did. Well, and and this, is the, this is the key to anybody. He ignored it. Like, and, and he controlled them. He controlled the mass. Like, like, 
what McGregor does and even Muhammad Ali, it all looks like it was off the cuff, but they're looking to distract. You know, we talked about Eubank um, before, yeah. and it's the same thing, that distraction, um, Prince Nassim, all the big walk-ons and stuff like that, all looking to just have a bit of fun, to loosen themselves up. So there are two things going on. It's, 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 McGregor was focused on his own mind, but it, it might look like some of the things were happening off the cuff, but they weren't very, very planned. Like, if you know that someone like Aldo likes to be very focused and quiet mm-hmm. and calm, well, be boisterous and then I am and frustrating. Because if you annoy a fighter, if you annoy a fighter and get him angry, you know you have him. Because, uh, you know, the old uh, the old Gladiator movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, not the, not the Lucky Crow one, but the boxing one. There was an old black guy in it and he said, anger is the enemy. When you're fighting, anger is the enemy. Now, that, that might seem weird when you're going into an octagon looking to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, the referee has to stop you. You know, it's a, everybody has their own opinion on that support, but it's incredible to see those guys and the focus that they have. So McGregor was very focused on what he was doing. He had a mapped out. There was nobody or nothing going to tell him he wasn't going to do that. And then, like I said, Aldo, I think, got ruffled by his just, his, all the bullshit he was bringing to us. Mm-hmm. You know, McGregor was having a great crack, you know, just yeah. winding up. Relaxed. Knowing that he was getting, and you made a great point even at the start of that, when you said he got into his head. Other people, what uh, I'd say to even anybody in their own life, other people cannot make you feel a certain way if you don't let them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. can learn, that's why I was saying about the coping skills with for kids. Like people, we're going to meet assholes in our life. Yes. We're going to meet people who are going to annoy us and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, I do exercises sometimes with people where you know if I were out and and I'm coaching somebody and they're they're taking a free and they're, they're really concentrating and I might just let a fart off just to, to annoy them and 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 do something that they're not expecting. Yeah, yeah, Clap yeah. Hand or shout or. You know, all these things that do happen on a day, like, they shouldn't happen, but they do. You know, you, you, you know, I've even seen coaches saying to under-14s, you know, oh, you're going to miss this. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Trying to get into a kid's head. You're going to meet people like this. So it, 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 it's, it's been prepared and learning to focus on being ready to adapt to any situation that, that's possible. And, you know, McGregor did that and does that nearly better than most people, where he'll, he'll annoy people in his first place. People. So if people are looking at him as an evil, and then I suppose it worked against him when his focus wasn't there against Khabib. And I think he's even said it himself. Yeah, I always say you see the best of a fella when after when they lose, and I I always say that, and I said it about McGregor. We saw him lose, lose to Nate Diaz. There was no excuses. He shook his hand. and was beaten by the better man. What are you going to do? I'm going to beat him. What happened when he lost to Khabib? I I'm going to beat him. I'm going to well done to him. And and that's the mark of it. Well, you look what the beam did to him that, that, that time. Was he, he did nearly the opposite. Yeah. He, he got, he got McGregor and his team emotional. And next minute, they're, they're doing, having a bit of a feud and stuff like that. But next minute, all of a sudden now, McGregor's strength was actually been focused. And Khabib actually got under his skin. What, whatever you say about McGregor, he's loyal. He's loyal to Big his time. friends. That's what better him in the end, and that's, really. That's, yeah. he, just, he, he got sucked into it. Um, now he, again, it's all fine lines as well. Like, I mean, a very textual fighter, even you know, and, and, and I, I actually enjoy watching. Him. Eddie Alvarez said going into the fight, he knew stay away from the left, stay away from the left, stay away from the left, and he said the pressure that McGregor brought and everything he brought. The first thing he did, he walked onto the left. The yeah. other one I wanted to bring, Paddy, where it where it works against you, the Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz fight. I mean, 
I've watched yeah. AJ from the Olympics. I, I I cannot dislike the man. Can you can I, you I, talk I, what you saw to him coming into the ring yeah, and? Amazing, but like I mean, it's a it's a class. I, I would have played volleyball years ago, and um, I remember a lad playing like volleyball is a sport that it, 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 if you have two really good teams, you have a great game. But if you have a really good team and you have a bad team, a bad team can drag a good team down. And if I never work with anybody around you know, the performances, if you have to do your own job well, and if the other person in front of you isn't doing your job, their job, that's their problem, not yours. Yeah. If you can win by 30 points, win by 30 points. If you can knock a guy out in 10 seconds, that's his fucking problem, not yours. Mm. You prepare as if you're going to fight the fucking hardest person yeah. that you want to fight. And it's mainly generally yourself. It's, it's, it's a battle with yourself. Now, obviously, you have to look at how somebody fights. I just, it, it did look like, now, I know people are saying that he didn't look well and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I think he underestimated him. Myself and and then when when he when he rocked him the first time, I, especially as a boxer, you can't you can't run in with him with somebody because no. one wild swing, which I think that's all it was. To be fair, um, like and he caught him right on the fucking chin. Oh, scrambled him with it, yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 I don't give a shit who you are, you know, it's going to rock you, you know, um, and uh, I I just think it was just I I I. I Personally, again, I don't know on this, but I just think he wasn't focused. Yeah. And I know even Fury was talking about it after what he's seen of him. <laughs> because a boxer would know. But a boxer would know. Tyson Fury would know. He was watching it. He was, there was no sweat on him. So he wasn't. He didn't even warm up properly then. If that's mm. the it's very easy for an underdog to get up for a, for, a top, for a top team or a top person. But the top person to stay at the top they really need to focus on what their maximum best is and, and keep pushing and pushing and pushing to get better and improve. And it's the guys that get tired of that, Bella. That they're, they're the ones yeah. that, that need to retire because if the donuts are going to get hurt or they're going to, you know, um, they're going to get complacent. They're going, they're going to think that the, the way they are doing it, you know, is, I know me and you talked about Prince Nassim before. He thought the way he was doing it was going to win every, be everybody. Mm. And next minute you, you have somebody who who is an animal and just going to come straight onto you. Um, no and respect. And that's the thing. Well, here's 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 an even better one that 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 that's close to both our hearts. We can map the Morfield journey. It's the cool thing to do now is to be a Morfield fan because they're the winning team and they are. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, it's a great example, but like I mean, it's a lesson to learn for anybody who wants to achieve something as well. Um, you know, and and Sarsis, you know. Used to keep Morfield in their place as well. By the Asher here, they're the working man. Asher, they're learning this, they're that. But a, a group of Morfield people and a lot of group Morfield people, and and just like I mean, I'd love to list loads of people, but the ones that kind of stick out in my mind is the likes of you know Terry Moore and yes. Peter Rice and yes. Tom McDonald and Timmy Darney and you know, and, and I'm a I'm a risk of kind of forgetting. But if Martin Murray was a huge if Martin Murray was Martin Murray and Martin Phillips. And like these Paddy lads, Fallen. sometimes Paddy Fallen, the lads that started it off. But what they all did was they they, they, they sat down and, and they put a plan in place. Like you can get angry all they like. But like I said, you can get angry and say, "Ah, yep. some look at your neighbour and kind of give out that they have this or that." Or you can say, "Right, okay, let's look at what they're doing and 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 let's copy it or even make it better." And I go back now again, and there's great people the likes of Sauce Dowling, you know, um, and then later Rory Sweeney. But attitude. 
Smallfield brought attitude and they, 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 they brought a collective spirit. You know, a club needs to be together. Now, don't get me wrong, you, you're always going to have this and that about it, but like what Moorfield has now, even back then, it, it's just built on it. Yeah. Where you have a lot of people working towards the same goal. It's all about setting an example then. Because if you create momentum in a club, all of a sudden you, you inspire people. And to give a shout out to one of your old teammates there, Jason Kine, Kine out there in Australia, he was on to me just before I chatted to you. He's listening and, and a boxing fanatic. The, the number one thing, I'm sorry to put a guard to there, but the number one thing is work rest. Yes. So like people are going up there in Moorfield now, and it's interesting when you hear people watch it, just amazing place. Oh, you're so lucky. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. It's all about stages. It's all about steps. That's what I'd say to anybody looking to achieve anything. Your overall goal is broken down into smaller steps. And if you if you can actually accept it, you're not, like a lot of people will give up way too easily because they look at the big yeah. journey that they have ahead of them. They won't even take that first step. So it's the first step. It's the first training session. It's the first plan. You know, and like you said, like Jason Kine, you know, there was so much potential around the club at that yeah. time. And, and the coaches then learned. The, the non-playing team then would be the committee who, who put together a plan under the guidance of the likes of Timmy yeah. Durney and that. And as you said, broke yeah. it down into pieces. So it went to from getting an extra bit of land, developing that bit of land, then putting maybe goals on the land, putting lights on it. But the people behind the scenes are so important. The, the likes of Pat Flynn, the likes of Paul Dempsey. You know, we, we everybody mightn't see eye to eye at all, all the time. But but when you have the, the jersey at the at the forefront of your mind, yeah. And and the club at the forefront of the mind of the members, you know, and then and then you can see then everyone gets inspired. The Harlem Patriots club, the the Camogie, the the, the, the ladies football, everybody gets inspired yeah. by attitude. And again, well, the things like look at Frost Dolan. Yes, he's everything everything that the Morfield's all about. He's drove so many teams, and he's been involved in so many teams since I I can remember Sauce coming in for the first time with us under 16s, and he was still playing. And he was coaching and playing um, and been involved in the team. And then like, when you're leading by example like that, other people will, will, will follow suit. You know, that's real leadership. You know, like, Sars might be the one that will stand up and talk to all the time and stuff like that, but he leads by example. And then you look at Rolly Sweeney. You know, um, Rolly is somebody who was a ten, nine or ten championships he's had to win. Yeah, I think it was nine, so, and then two Leinsters. 100% right. And this is building into exactly what you set out from, from the from the start of this. It's it's the habit. And what happened was with you guys, and, and let, let's give Jerry Moore a massive shout in this as well. And I know we're getting oh, away from boxing because Manny, Manny's, a fella, Manny's a fella won a, cha- won a medal on a Saturday or a Sunday. And on the Monday morning, we get the call from Jerry Moore. And, Come on, we're going to the schools. And the first thing in your mind would be, oh, yeah, and they're dying. But how many did that inspire those kids sitting yeah. in those seats? The Davy Whites, the Daryl Flynns, the yeah, Eddie Heavey yeah, yeah, sitting yeah, in those yeah. seats thinking, I'm going to be that someday. And now they are, you know. And yeah. But it became a habit, Paddy. It came from you guys, yeah. from your first team. Yeah. If I remember rightly, you were referred to as the dream team at the time. And you came through and it became a habit from under 16 all the way through. Winning was what you knew. So it was, like you said about Joshua, the practice, it just became habit. When Even when you're not feeling like it, it's happening. Yeah, but you see, when you look at the story, like what went wrong then, we, 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 we got too used to winning. It, it became easy and, and we stopped doing what we were doing. We stopped working. We, we, um, and that's the thing. If you, if you take your eye off the ball when you're doing something better, and that's in any walk of life, whether it's business, sport, or yeah, if you, if you, do, if you stop 
evolving and growing and stop doing my works. Let me say this to you, and we'll finish it on this one, right? And we talked about the, the positives, and we've been positive the whole way through it, right? I'm going to say something to you here now. It's keeping in what we're talking about. I'm going to say minor final. Oh, and there's the reaction I expected, because even I think it. Yeah. But when you look at the fallout from it and the reaction from it, that could have gone one Oh, that could have gone a couple of ways. And it did. I suppose we had some lads who never really kicked the ball again. We had some lads yeah. who who used it and became absolutely obsessed that it would never happen again, which we did, yeah. which that happened. Yeah. Let, from your own point of view and what you're doing now and all the way through your life now, is there days that you... And, and for anyone that's not familiar with it, this Moorfield team that Paddy was part of was all-conquering. They won everything there was to win and they were doing it in absolute style. They were doing it with passion. They were doing it unknown to themselves. And they got to the final against none other than our great crosstown rivals. And things just went away on the day. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And their, the Sarsfields won the game on the day. Let's just leave it there at that. So the reaction from it was a lot of lads, some lads didn't play against. Some lads went on to be bigger and better. From your own point of view, Paddy, has it influenced you? Has it helped you? Has it stopped you? Does it bear in your thoughts? Where is it? Yeah, well, uh, uh, for that game, or, now again, not looking to make excuses because I did play well that day, but um, I was injured and, and that, that day um, and they got me half right to, to uh, I started full forward where I normally would have probably started midfield. But, um, but it, like, ah, yeah, like, I mean, when you look back on it, it does, but, like, there was lots of mistakes, you know, from my point of view, there was lots of things going on in my life that, um, that I won't go into now, but it, it, it like I suppose the one thing to remember with anybody in sport, there's always something going on behind closed doors as well at home, and you know it's it's important to have the right supports around you. It did influence me in relation to I was out, I was out with a guy. I was actually told by a specialist that I'd never play again and I shouldn't play again. I, I stuck with it and listened to that again. The power of the mind. But I, I, I missed out in a couple of years. So physically, I wasn't up for the training. I wasn't. Um, so the few lads in Morford would say I was, I was a bit soft anyway. I totally agree with that. But um, no, it did. Like, I mean, it's amazing how, how a bad injury. And I, I didn't have anyone to tell me at the time. I really wish I had somebody back then tell me how to manage my head. How to, it did, like, I mean, and it had a huge impact on, on me, Bella, if you, if you think about it. Like, like my head went, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like, I, I was playing, even before that, I was playing volleyball for the Irish juniors. I was playing hurling and football for, for Kildare. I, I was, I, I, it was talk at Soyuz and Sunday and stuff. I was playing everything, anything with a ball, I was playing, but, and then it was just robbed for me. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's hard not to not to get a, a bit. Like, yeah. I, I, I have a huge amount of regret, but I suppose I didn't know any different. At the time. There's a few people trying to help me at the time, but the people, you know, there was probably more people I needed around me at the mm. time to help me understand and help me deal with that injury a bit better. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Because uh, what I what I've often reflected on stuff like this, um, and if 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 that happened, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. True. I'm helping people now, and you know, I'm working with um, addiction services, and I'm, I'm working, I'm working with people who who struggle to help themselves, and 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 that's probably why I get into it because I didn't have anybody really helping me. I had a few people, but they didn't know how to help. Like back then, I would have thought I knew everything. 
I knew absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even and we all did. Laughing. We all do. In fairness, at that age, we think yeah. we have the world by the balls, but we really know nothing. Oh, we do. How would people get in touch, Paddy? How would people, if they want to get in touch and they want to work with you and they want to, and they've heard something here? Because I believe, I yeah. firmly believe, not just in the sporting crucible. I believe in life. It's it's helped me, and I can I can talk for hours about how it's helped me. It's 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 helped me find my the real me. And uh, how very, how would people simple, go about getting in touch? Very simple. Um, Mind Matters Hypnotherapy on Facebook. That's or, or even Twitter. Um, Mind Matters Hypnotherapy uh, on Facebook. You can find me. Um, or like me, my number. Uh, I don't know. Will I give you my number? You can now? give it to me, and anyone wants to suppose and get in touch. Then would that be the best plan? Uh, whatever's handy. I'm very easy to get a hold of. Uh, with purpose, you know. So there's loads of things. Like you said, the mind. The mind is incredible. Uh, I could probably waffle on for for hours and hours about this. But uh, what I'd be saying to any sports person or even anybody in life, simplify things as best you can. That was Paddy Maher. This was Mind Matters, and I'm Al Rich. I hope you found a few little bits that will help you over the coming days and weeks. Huge amount of guests coming. Dennis Hogan, Roy Sheen, Dorian Yates, Stacey Copeland, John Duddy, Ryan O'Rourke and many, many more. From me and them until then, stay safe, stay sane, keep smiling.